welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. Welcome back. And again, I think for the second week in a row, it is just me. So I make no apologies. <laughs> this is my podcast. I can do things the way that I want. Um, a couple things that I've been thinking about. I just want to share. And next week, who knows? Who knows? A um, little bit about what's going on with me this week. I am on vacation from my normal FedEx job this week. And my poor brother had a birthday a few days ago, and he's been trying to get me to go on a cruise with him for months. And I have told him that it just will not work, which was mostly true. This week is not a great week for me to be on vacation with all the things going on with my work group and my boss let me off. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's a him problem, not a me problem. And, um, I've got a couple people that are out, a couple people from one of my teams, they just had a baby. And so they're out for some time and then, uh, just a lot of, a lot of things, but I'm taking the week off and I'm surprising my little brother, Mark, which I hesitate to use his name only because that's been my, um, personal inside joke. So I'm going to surprise him on the cruise. I'm leaving this afternoon and I will have a report next week on how that all goes. In the meantime, I am in Fort Lauderdale visiting some friends and sat through the fast testimony meeting yesterday in a ward that I don't know anybody except for them. And then ironically, I guess, I don't know, ironically or not, a family that used to be in my ward many years ago has moved to the Fort Lauderdale area and they uh, just a week or two ago in their state conference uh, found out about some ward boundary realignments and they are now in the same ward that I attended yesterday. So I got to see them, the Geestings, shout out to them. Not sure if they'll listen to this, but um, got to spend a few minutes reconnecting with them, which was a lot of fun. But there was a, a testimony. There was something that somebody shared yesterday that uh, really caught my attention. And what she had said was, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember, I didn't write down exactly how she said it, but she was talking about how sometimes it doesn't matter the choice that we make. It's going to be hard. Um, choosing option A will be hard and choosing option B will be hard. And the uh, point that she was making is that sometimes we have to choose our hard. What hard thing do we want to go through? What, um, what experience uh, do we would we rather have? Should we have the hard that comes along with option A or the hard that goes along with option B? And one example that uh, I've been thinking about for my own personal life and situation is, um, for example, my job. My job, I work for FedEx over, overnight and I have an option of staying there. And if I stay there, it looks like the foreseeable future is going to be challenging in some different ways. We've got some rumors that are going around about how that's going to, uh, how our shift is going to be affected. I don't know the answers to that. Things won't really be cleared up for 
some period of time. I don't know what that period of time is. So uh, one option is to stay and just work through it. And that is going to cause some, maybe some uh, frustration or some anxiety or some unknowns that I'll be worried about. Uh, another option is to leave. Uh, it is an option for me to start looking at other jobs that may be more aligned with what I want to do or maybe, and to be honest, I really enjoy my job. I like what I do, I like the people that I work with, etc. And that's a uh, shout out <laughs> to those people that I work with that may listen to this episode. And I, just to be clear, I am not looking at uh, making a change. I am, I really enjoy where I am. But with unknowns, a lot of times people jump ship. And so that is an option. It's something that I could easily do. I could look for another opportunity, maybe something that doesn't require a 40 to 50 hour, no, 40 to 50 minute commute. 50 hour commute would be unreasonable. But I could find things about my job that I could improve on. Maybe I could improve on the schedule. Maybe I could improve because I work overnight. That's not a super easy thing to do sometimes. I could uh, maybe find something that is uh, closer to home, doesn't require the commute. Could be maybe find something that pays better. Um, and I pay, I, I paid well, but more is nice. So those are a few things, a few things. This is not an exhaustive list at all, but it doesn't matter which I choose. Do I stay, do I go? Either one is gonna have its own challenges. There could be some things, if we look at a gospel context, um, if somebody were to have an addiction, for example, living with the addiction, it can be hard because of the stigma, because of the um, repentance process, but also getting rid of the addiction is hard. And I love the idea of consciously choosing our hard. Which hard experience do we want? And that is not an always an easy, well, probably never, probably not frequently. Is it a, an easy choice to make because the hard that we know <laughs> um, may be outweighed by the benefits of the hard that we don't know. And um, so that's, that's something that I've been thinking about. I like the idea of choosing it though, choosing what we want, choosing what we decide that we want to experience. One of the things that I learned from my parents growing up, and I'll give my mom credit for this as well because she certainly said it, but I remember hearing it from my dad many times. Not to decide is to decide. Deciding something and deciding nothing have the, it may not have the same end result, but the end result is that both of them are a decision. If I decide, for example, that um, I want to um, go on a mission, something that we emphasize a lot in the church, then I can start making plans and then make, make preparations and, and, and accomplish that. I can go. If I decide that, nah, maybe, maybe, but not yet. Not yet is a decision. And the decision is no for now. And, but leaving that option for open for later 
makes us feel like we haven't made a decision yet. So a lot of times we have a lot of, of uh, stress. We put pressure on ourselves because we haven't, haven't made a decision. I have been doing a lot of coaching lately and it's been a lot of fun as I have been able to examine some of the things that I have been doing or not doing, some of the beliefs that I've had or not had. And I was coaching a woman recently where she's, one of the things that she's struggling with is whether it's time for the next baby in their family. And there are some pros and cons and she's done some some heavy thinking about this. She's been working towards a promotion and having a baby right now would sideline that plan. But not having a baby right now affects whether she is uh, going to ultimately have another baby. Because as she gets older, then of course complications become more real. And uh, so this is a, a, it was really weighing on her. Now as a coach, I don't tell people what to do. I ask questions, and I'm pretty good at asking good questions, but I ask questions that help people really come up with their own answer. And so she was stuck in the idea that, that she wasn't deciding. So what if she decided, I'm not gonna decide right now? And that's a perfectly legitimate decision. It's a perfectly legitimate answer. Because deciding right now comes with its pros and cons, and deciding later, which it's the same thing as not deciding right now, but deciding later, putting that decision off, comes with a different set of pros and cons. And based on what she had going on in her life right now, it made the most sense for her to postpone the decision. And the nice thing about that was that she then could take some of the pressure off of herself and not worry, not stress about the fact that she hadn't decided that yes, it's time for us to have baby number or whatever it was for, something like that. So that's a um, that's one example. Um, another thing that when it comes to making decisions, so I guess we're going to be talking about decisions. I like the idea of talking about decisions because a lot of times, especially, and I don't know if especially is the right word, but in the church, because we have this idea that there's right and wrong, we assume that everything has a right and wrong, including our decisions. And so we have a decision to make about, should I have kid number four? Now, to be totally transparent, I've already had kid number four, and then kid number five behind that. So <laughs> I'm not talking about myself or my wife, because she was heavily involved in having both of those kids. But um, we spend a lot of, we as humans, spend a lot of our energy trying to figure out what the right decision is. Is it right for me to pursue this job? Is it right for me to take um, this route home from work? Is it right for me to buy this product over that product? And, and I think one of the things we get hung up on is right versus wrong because we assume if it's not right, then it's wrong. And um, I, we may have talked about this on the podcast. Brendan will probably be able to tell me as he catches up to uh, to this episode. But right, the opposite of right, or maybe a better way of saying it is different from right doesn't mean wrong. Different from right is just different. And what if it's a different right? What if taking job A is right, but taking job B could also be right. What if there is no wrong? 
what if the wrong is not making a decision? And in some cases, that's not even wrong. Sometimes delaying or postponing or eliminating decisions isn't necessarily wrong. Um, but uh, I think that getting worked up, uh, trying to find the right, because we assume that there's a right and everything else is wrong, I think that creates so much mental gymnastics, mental drama that doesn't serve us well. The, um, I was coaching uh, a woman earlier today and she had this, this um, paragraph that she read and I didn't write the whole thing down because I couldn't write that fast. But the first line was, consider or contemplate the price you pay for inaction. And that tied in really nice, nicely with the, the note that I made about the testimony yesterday where the woman got up and she said that uh, because sometimes any decision we make is going to be hard, the most important decision we can make, it, make is which hard do we want. But contemplate the price that we pay for inaction. And inaction sometimes, well, I think inaction is a decision, but it's, but it's a, a um, unintentional decision. We decide inaction by not deciding an action. We decide not to take action, and that's because we decide not to take a specific action. And what is the price that we pay for that? Sometimes there is no price. Sometimes it's not it's not a big deal. If I decide that I'm not going to do whatever, I'm not going to go home from work right now, then um, the inaction may not have a, a high price. I might have some time to get some things done that I need to get done. But consider the things that um, we miss out on. There may be a financial cost. There may be a social cost. We may miss out on opportunities. We may miss out on relationships because we delay, because we don't take action to maybe make an apology or maybe reach out to somebody or maybe serve in some way. So um, what if we were to shift our thinking that instead of finding the right amongst uh, various different options, what if the right answer is just doing something. What if the right action is just taking an action? There's a, uh, a story that Elder Holland told in conference a few years ago that I really love. And, and he related it to, uh, the context was getting answers to prayer. And this is something I have uh, thought a little bit about in a couple of different contexts. And I'm going to talk about it as it relates to taking action. And he tells a story about he and his son were out uh, in a um, desolate place. They were trying to get back to their destination home or whatever it was, and they came to a fork in the road. They didn't know which fork they should take. And so they took action. Now they, they uh, prepared to take action by praying and asking for divine intervention, and they both felt that they should take a specific action, which led to the wrong path. And 
the way that I interpret this, and he kind of talked a little bit about it this way, that, that the advantage that they had both knowing with a certainty that they were on the wrong path uh, because they came to the end of the, of the, the road, they knew with absolute certainty that the other path was the right path. So even though it seemed long and it seemed um, maybe different and maybe seemed like they weren't accomplishing, they weren't getting closer to the destination, they could know with a certainty that they were absolutely on the right path. So what if we took that, that same story and put it into the context of consider the price that we pay for inaction. If, if they had stayed at that fork and tried to consider what option they should take. That's an option uh, of not taking an option. And where would they have ended up? And the answer is they would have ended up with uh, in that exact, exact same spot, not having taken action. Sometimes taking action, we're so concerned about making the right decision that what if making the right decision is making the wrong decision? Because then you can learn. You can learn from that experience and discover that okay, this is something that did not work. And now I know, and I don't have to question it. And I can move forward with a different action, knowing full well, knowing 100% that this is going to result in something different, something maybe better, maybe something more desirable. And um, this is something that, that I remind myself on a regular basis, and it still comes up for me. And is important for me to remember that inaction is the wrong answer I think in in many maybe most cases inaction is what's going to not accomplish something an action any action is going to take us towards success whatever that success is whatever it looks like whatever it is whatever our uh, our goal is what we're trying to accomplish taking an action is going to move us in a direction that's going to yield some kind of results and maybe the results aren't ideal and then we can make some adjustments and um, try different tactics and maybe take a different uh, fork in the road and knowing that we've tried the other option and that's not a uh, the re that's not going to give us the result that we want and of course inaction is not going to give us the result that we want but either way it doesn't matter there are going to be some some challenges, some difficulties, some things that we need to uh, maybe wrap our, right, our minds around that we're accepting the difficulty and we're choosing which difficulty we want. So there are just a couple of rambling thoughts. I don't know if this is uh, going to be helpful at all, but uh, there it is. So choose the hard that you want. Is it um, from option A or option B or option C? There may be other options as well. And then consider the, uh, the price that we pay for inaction because that I think is where the price is. Instead of thinking that the price that we pay is choosing the wrong option B instead of the correct option A, it's I think inaction option C is the wrong answer and option A and option B will both yield results that can be valuable and we can learn from and we can um, use for our own personal uh, gain and development. So there you go. Next week, um, there's a chance that I will have uh, an opportunity to have a conversation with my favorite co-host, <laughs> Annette, and her husband, Barry. She's um, said that she has uh, loved some of his insights on the, the idea of and processes uh, accompanying 
repentance. And so I uh, may be in a situation where I can uh, have some conversations with them. And if so, we'll do that. So until next week, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake?